Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Waste of Web Space podcast. I thought I'd give us a bit of a uh, an audience cheer there just to make it sound more fun. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. <laughs> anyway. What was all that about? I, I just wanted to give us a bit of a, a, a nice warming introduction. Have we cocked the introduction up again? Is that what we're saying? Or was <laughs> that intentional? No, it was intentional. Okay. So, and what's the subtitle of this episode? Uh, the subtitle of this episode is Nobody Puts This Podcast in the Coma. Oh, okay. So that is a pun on the Dirty Dancing yes. uh, line. Now yes. we put baby in a corner. Is that is that what is that isn't it coma? Uh, it is corner. Is it corner? Yeah. Oh. oh, we have missed the introduction, but then we have to go back and change it. <laughs> um, and obviously, that is a reference to um, the actual coma. Reference is, of course, a. Um, Alluding to it being National Curry Week next week. It is from Monday the 22nd, National Curry Week. So eat as many curries in one week. Is that what you're supposed to do? I'm I don't sure. know. Well, we'll cover this later on, won't we? Um, but anyway, it's been it's, it's been a busy few weeks. We've not been here, have we? <laughs> we've, not be, we've not been here. I've not been here. Um, uh, and you've not been here for a bit of it. Do you want to start off telling us what you've been up to? Uh, I Well, I went away on Aldi and uh, last Saturday night. I know we've been doing our podcast now. Obviously, we did it for a few years, years ago, and I've done... Uh, before I was on this podcast, I did a video diary series called The Fish Tank, and uh, obviously you've done a lot of stuff uh, on radio and what have you. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I believe you actually host a radio. Work. No, no, we'll get onto that later, no doubt. Um, <laughs> I thought, for the last few years, what I've done is uh, presented my cricket club's presentation night on my own. I'm up there on stage, probably speaking for about an hour and a half in total. Uh, start off by telling some jokes. Um, normally it goes quite well. Guess how I went this year? Uh, quite well, no. I absolutely <laughs> died like you wouldn't believe on stage. I was, try- I was telling some jokes at the start Tough of it. Tough crowd. Oh, I think, well, I, don't, I can't really blame the crowd. It, to be fair, the, the equipment I got wasn't working. I think what it is is that they, they normally listen to the podcast, and because I wasn't there, you were kind of missing You were missing me. Missing me wingman. Yeah. Missing the straight man. Do they normally listen to the podcast? I wouldn't have thought so, no. Oh, okay. There's not enough cricket in this podcast for them? No. I think, to I be honest... we do quite a bit of cricket. I think having listened to me speak, they're probably less likely to listen to the podcast now. <laughs> but I think so, we've been... I think we've been so, so you're not doing anything for audience outreach at uh, all? No, unfortunately not. On, with the way it was received, I didn't think it was any, there was any point in mentioning the podcast. I think, though, we've now been podcasting again, second time around, for, for a full year, haven't we? Yeah, it's coming up to, yeah, a full year for our technically second series. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> First series was nine yeah. episodes long, and the, the last one, we've stretched out, haven't we? We've done well this yeah. year. Although, on, on the, on the we downside... we do a four-year break, yeah? Yeah, uh, I don't th- hopefully not. We're going to carry on going. Although, on the downside, now I've mentioned that, you're probably going to ask me some, for some money to renew our licence for doing the podcasting stuff on SoundCloud, I, but I, uh, I there am, we go. Yes, actually, that, that, was, that was on my mind. You were going to browse <laughs> for subjects at some point, uh, but we'll get to that at uh, some other time. Uh, but you enjoyed your holiday? It was very good, thanks. I saw you took part in some sporting activities. I was in a drinking competition. That was a drinking... They didn't look like a drinking competition. You were To me, it looked like you were wrapping something up, making it race. Oh, yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a horse race first. Where there was a horse on a piece of string, and I had to wrap up the whole, like piece of string round a little stick and pull the horse towards me, and I got through into the final. Good old is all about. It's, it's it? the, it's for, P- for, pulling a horse on a bit of yeah. string. If I'm looking uh, at where to go on holiday, don't care what the star rating is, don't care what the food's like, don't care on the location. Have you got a game where you can pull a horse on a piece of string? <laughs> if so, I'm going to that hotel, Jimbo. And uh, I was also, well, I was also in a drink. Actually, in terms of telling bad jokes and stuff, I was when we were doing this horse racing competition. They said, um, "What's the name of your horse?" So I was tempted. I was tempted to say, "My horse is called Hung Like a Human," uh, but I thought, "Well, that's that's probably a bit rude, and it, it might not go down very well with the Spanish audience." So I thought, "Who's well known?" So I said, "Usain Colt." 
<laughs> as a type of horse. And this just got lost com- completely in translation. And the fellow couldn't work out what I was saying. So he said, cold, cold. It got confused between cold and cold. He said, it's not a very warm day today, is it? Cold. So somebody else who didn't take your joke. Once well. again, yeah. I failed to, to penetrate the Lanzarote market. So I've been away. I went to Sherwood Forest just the, just at the weekend. Did you um, rob from the rich and give it to the poor? Uh, I did, yes. Okay. Uh, myself. Yeah. Uh, I robbed from the rich and gave it to myself. No. Uh, yeah, I went, went to Sherwood Forest. It was uh, it, very windy. Very wet. Yep. Um, really bad time for sort of chestnuts dropping off the trees and things like that, which are quite spiky. When yeah. they catch you on the head when you sat in the hot tub, it's I not so imagine. nice. Um, but I thought I'd do a bit of conker searching, so I went out looking for some conkers because it's that time of year, isn't it? Yep. Uh, but couldn't find any. In fact, I, I did think I found a conker once, um, but it turned out it wasn't one. That old chestnut. Hey. Thank you. Um, also, I bumped into this is a good thing. You might have seen this on the Twitter account. I bumped into one of the naked podcasters. Oh we've, right, we've mentioned them a few. We've times mentioned them a few podcast, times yeah. through through gritted teeth because they're doing really well. Yeah, they've got far more viewers than us, and they they uh, managed to get Kate Botley on the show. Enough, and they got Kate Botley on the show. Who we we we, we did all right. We, we nearly got her on the show. Well, she responded to us. <laughs> um, and I wasn't naked at the time, by the way. Uh, she came to watch me in my other job. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, I bumped into Kate Botley, and I, I, uh, not Kate Botley. Sorry, what I can't remember her name is Jen, Jenny Eels. Okay. Jenny Eels, she's called. And just uh, to be honest, just, you know, just to be clear, when you meet someone, yes. and then you talk about it afterwards, I wouldn't say I can't remember what her name is. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't. Just... There's two. There's 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 another. Pot, there's two of them, and I could I, I couldn't remember which way around it was, but it was Jenny Eels who I, who I bumped into. I remembered very quickly. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but I uh, obviously we 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 both podcast. Yep. That was nice. So we had a bit of podcasting to talk about. And we uh, did you know Jenny's also on uh, BBC Radio Sheffield? That's what she, that's how I met her in, in, in the role that she was in. I did, yes. And uh, obviously, as that happens, I, I it was a good opportunity to mention that uh, I do a radio show on a Sunday morning. Oh, right, okay. So tell me a bit about that, though. So it's uh, Jimbo's Sunday Brunch. Oh, is it on between 10 and 12? It is, yeah. On Penniston FM, 95.7. That's correct, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, don't get, I mean, we don't get to mention it often, do we? So. We don't. Anyway. Uh, so, Fisher, uh, I think you best get the drinks ready. Okay. So what are we on today, Fisher? Uh, we are on Salt Air Brewery, who we've had uh, we've had Salt Air Brewery before, and I think they liked our post. So we, did they? So we'll go back to them. So we're allowed to go back to them. Okay, fair enough. It's only people who don't bother to do that that don't get the um, sufficient response. Start liking, otherwise we're going to run out of breweries to sample, aren't we? Um, anyway, so what what is this beer, and why have you chosen this one? Well, this is called <laughs> Raspberry Blonde, and I've chosen this because uh, it was in my garage at home, and I don't not drunk it. Uh, <laughs> but but also as well because uh, in recognition of Prince Harry. Uh, due to be fathering a child, well, we think it's going to be. Is it might be James Hewitt, obviously. Um, <laughs> Raspberry Blonde, obviously, uh, out, uh, probably out the country's most famous ginger, Prince Harry, been in the news. So I thought uh, we'll drink one of uh, a beer that's kind of alluding to him. I ex- expected it to be slightly pink, this beer Fisher, um, uh, but it's it, not. it isn't. It's it, it is quite pale. Uh, there you go. You can smell the raspberry, I think, can't you? Mm. Uh, it's, it's got a very fruity smell to it. Yeah, very nice. Mm. Different, nice. Not not sure if it's something I normally go for, but yeah. Oh, I don't mind having. I, it's the kind of thing you're probably going to drink one pint of. It's quite nice, actually. <laughs> quite sweet. Um, so, every week as well, we try and get a different celebrity on the podcast. We uh, do. We, we, need, we were sort of successful in trying to get Kate Botley on, who did respond to our um, efforts, didn't she? Which was nice of her. Yes, we got more of a response from her than we did from um, 
Sean the Bastard Murphy. <laughs> and unfortunately, that, that now known. We, last week we said we were going to try and get uh, Frank Bruno on today's podcast. And as you can tell, because I'm sure if Frank Bruno was here, um, he would have you would have heard his booming laugh by now. It'd have gone. Uh, at least, <laughs> at least, at least when I told my jokes. Um, obviously, Fisher's track record recently is not so good. So even he might even struggle to get Frank a laugh out of Frank Bruno at the minute. Do, do you know how many impressions I did on last podcast? By the way, go on. With Michael Parkinson, Frank Bruno. Um, Billy Conley, and I think there's another one as well. There's at least three or four impressions of that. <laughs> uh, you did a good one of yourself. Anyway, um, so we had some ideas, didn't we, that we tweeted to Frank, but any response at all? Uh, none whatsoever. I think a few other people did like the, our ideas, though, didn't they? If not Frank Bruno. Nope. So, uh, do, we, do we want to read them out? Yeah, go for Suggestions it. Suggestions for them? Yeah, so mine, my first one was Bruno does judo. Frank Bruno takes on our podcast presenters in a judo match. Would you fancy that if if boxing wasn't loud? Um, I I wouldn't fancy it because I suspect he'd be quite good at it. Or be, probably not very agile though, is he? Um, but talking about judo, my too busy laughing. Could be too busy laughing. My suggestion, a bit like judo, is that Frank Bruno on the canvas. So we talked to Frank about his favourite bits of artwork and paintings. All oh, right. Not okay. sure if he's a bit of a culture vulture or not. Um, so one of mine was that Bruno plays Cluedo. So Frank Bruno um, comes onto the podcast for a live game of Cluedo. Mm. We could do the same with Ludo as well, couldn't we? We could do. Could come on and play Ludo. Um, wrong with that? Possibly Uno as well. Yeah, not not quite as not not quite as good. No, ran quite as well. Uh, we've got French Frank, so we do a quiz with Frank Bruno about what he knows about France. Yeah. Oh, is he? Is he? Do you think he knows much about France as it is, or think it'd be more of an experience for him to learn more about? it? I think he'd probably enjoy learning. Gives the impression he's very studious, Frank Bruno. What about talk to Frank? Frank comes on the podcast to talk about drugs and why he shouldn't do them. Uh, I think that already exists. Talk to Frank, but that, that'd be good. That'd be good. Good twist on the feature, though, wouldn't it? It would be. Yeah. Um, one of my suggestions was um, substituted heavyweight champion of the world. So we asked Frank Bruno to take the place of other heavyweights in moments of their lives. Frank <laughs> Bruno could advertise Brut instead of Henry Cooper. He could market the Frank Bruno Health Grill instead of George Foreman. And he could bite Evander Holyfield's eel, uh, ear instead of Mike Tyson. Although I think we'd have to get Evander Holyfield to agree to do that. that that's not bad. I can't, I can't believe he wouldn't want to do that. No, why not? Uh, and I think my final one was... Um, for, oh no, two more. Frank for a Frank. We swap Frank Bruno with other popular Franks to see if he could do a better job. For example, we could let him manage Derby County for a week instead of Frank Lampard. Yeah, good. But that's not very specific to Frank, is it? I mean, you could do. You could like so, say, I'm going to swap a Simon for a Simon, or is there a special Frank for a Frank joke? No, no, no. Just, Just... I thought I'd swap Franks because oh. uh, mainly because I think Frank Lampard needs some help. Uh, but he I'd, got Derby to beat Man Frank United. Lampard could could be could swap. You know, he could do a, have a boxing match or something instead. And my final one. Your final one. Frankie goes to Middlewood. So we send Frank Bruno to Middlewood near Hillsborough and Sheffield, for those people who are listening outside of the region, uh, to have a morning training with the Sheffield Wednesday football team, whose training ground is based at Middlewood. And then following that experience, uh, he gets to go on the Super Tram to experience the highs and lows of the Sheffield Super Tram park and ride, hoping that he doesn't get angry and punch somebody on the tram. Yeah. It can be quite a frustrating experience from all accounts. It can be with their car parking uh, rules and uh, the yeah. cost of it nowadays at the park and ride. Mm-hmm. So uh, do we want to do we want to move? Have we got an apology this week? I'm not sure we have. Well, we're going to work on getting somebody else, aren't we, on the podcast for next time? So I suppose we, we could just apologise that we didn't get Frank Bruno on, and we will try our best to get somebody different on. Maybe, maybe next if we, time. maybe if we said we're a pantomime, not a podcast, he might have come on. Because <laughs> well, he's well into his panto, isn't he? Oh, do you, so you're saying we could pass ourselves off as a pantomime? Oh no, we couldn't. Oh no, we couldn't. Is that what you're, is that what you're hoping? I was going to say. I was trying to. Get you're trying to, to get me to say that.
Actually, for sure. I lied. Is he behind me? Frank Bruno is here. <laughs> He's behind you. Um, so, uh, that's uh, that was a pause of the week, uh, but we're going to jump on to joke we should have done last week as well. Okay. Now, I was listening to the podcast in the, uh, in the car the other day, and there was one point we did the quiz about um, who was on. Not, um, do we need to put some sort of warning about listening to our podcast in the car? No, no, it's fine. It's only like listening to radio, isn't it? Yeah, but you could fall asleep. No, you might. Oh, don't be so silly, Jimbo. <laughs> you might be laughing so much that you lost control of your car. It's clearly the, the main danger to it. <laughs> Absolutely but, safe then, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, you, we mentioned uh, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John uh, appearing on the royal version of It's a Knockout. And you said, are they from Britain? And what I should have said was, no, they're from Greece. <laughs> um, and speaking of that, um, for some strange reason, I can't remember why, I, uh, I was looking on online. You know, like I like the the punny biz- the the pun the yes. business puns. Yeah. I was looking online recently at some, and I was looking to see if there were any in Sheffield, and I found that there is a Sheffield ironing and laundry service called Creased Lightning. Really? Oh, right, okay. That is good, isn't it? That's very good. So yeah. what I thought is, maybe, for ne- I'm not going to promise I'll do it for next episode, because I was w- hoping to do it today, but I would love to write them an advert with the with the, changing the lyrics to Grease Lightning to Crease Lightning, Lightning and do them a proper song, maybe boost their boost their the attention that they get and boost their sales and, you know, people using their service. Well, yeah, but hang on. What are they doing for us? Well, we'll work on are, that are we, after. are we just doing some free advertising for them then and absolutely nothing back for us? Well, then we'll stop and then then we'll not mention them again and then if they, they might come back to us and say, can you do that again? This time we'll pay you. Yeah. That's the plan. Well, to be honest, I'd rather just did a bit of ironing for us. <laughs> That'd be better. <laughs> well, there you go. Exactly, yeah. Um, you had, was another one as well, weren't there, Fisher? Oh, by the way, before we move on from uh, something else I want to mention about uh, John Travolta... Um, my work laptop, I've got a work laptop. My work laptop cable, um, I had to order a new one because I lost the original one. What can this possibly have to do with John Travolta? Wait. A cable for a laptop. Wait. Right, okay. Okay. Yep. So I lost my laptop cable, and the new laptop cable I've got is made by a firm called, It's the brand is called LaVolta. Right. It's electrifying. Hey! <laughs> See, it, you know, I had to squeeze it in there somehow. But anyway, it's true, true story that. Yeah. Go on then, what was Good your stuff. joke? Uh, the other one was going to be, we were talking about a swan running down the road, weren't we? Oh, right, okay. And I thought what we should have said was, you were saying, why was a swan running in the middle of the road? And I, I was going to say... Oh, you've got to be good this fish, you're sticking your neck on the line here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, we should have said that. Neck, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We should have said that, really. Um, what I said was, I hope when he crosses the road, he uses zebra crossing. <laughs> anyway, should we move on? So let's move on. That's your jokes we should have done last week, and that's probably why we left them out. Already 15 minutes in, so let's get going through the news, shall we? And first of all, we spoke last episode, didn't we, about um, firms changing their um, businesses and organisations changing their names. Well, we did. Um, and as a result... Dunkin' you know, Donuts changing to Dunkin'. Uh, well, yes, and indeed, as a result of that, I actually went and had my first Dunkin' um, when I got back from holiday. How was it? It was a donut, basically. <laughs> it was like... A, I don't I don't want to say this, but it was like a Krispy Kreme. I'll admit, I went in... Um, Wanting to get a milkshake, but they didn't sell milkshakes. I thought that's one thing a donut place might sell, very, you know, yeah. but no milkshakes. So I walked back out. What, you left without anything? I didn't want anything. I wanted a milkshake. All right, when so, you got McDonald's? Because it wasn't nearby. I just want, I just thought I'd try it. That's all. We all mentioned right. it on the podcast. I thought, why not try no milkshake? But anyway, what was the other one that Did, Were you expecting Khalees to be working there? <laughs> um, uh, so, yes, I went to Dunkin'. 
Um, and what, what were we going to mention? Sorry about people there changing a, there the name. There was another organisation that changed the name as oh, well. Oh, Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers. They wanted to call it. Oh, well, WW. WW. W-W. There we go. Now, somebody else has changed their name. Have they? Who? Kanye West. Who Appar- is Ye? Apparently, is, yeah, exactly. He's going to be called as... Is it Ye or Ye? Uh, I'm not too sure. Kanye. I'm guessing it's Ye. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, so it's a pun on his name that he's already got. So he's just changing his name. So he's not really changed his name. He just, like, scribbled part of it out, really, hasn't he? A lot of it out. And his second yeah. name as well, just Ye. Or is it Ye West? Or I have no idea. May West? Ye yeah. West. Oh, Ye West. Okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, what's the point of doing that? Or is it just trying to get more public uh, more publicity for himself? Yeah, well, I'm guessing that's what everything is with him. Hmm. But uh, he also, another thing he went to do, he went to see Donald Trump, didn't he? All right, so there's two morons in the White House yeah. on this occasion. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's usually it's this time of year that people record Christmas song singles, isn't it? So whether oh. uh, Donald Trump and Kanye West have teamed up to do a, a Christmas single. A duet, yeah. Yeah. Maybe what's instead of feed the world, it might be build the wall. Yeah. Or... <laughs> Something like that. An, an, up, an update on uh, Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder with Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> Kanye West and Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> not, not sure it would be quite as good, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, so that was in the news, anyway. Uh, then, what do you want to talk about next? Do you want to go Royal Wedding? Royal Wedding? Royal Wedding. There? Royal Wedding. Oh, we were talking about the Royal Baby. Is that what we're on about? Well, no. Well, it was either put it on oh, there. Oh, there's a Royal, Royal Wedding. Royal Wedding. Uh, Princess course, been Eugenie. Yeah. And some other bl- the bloke she was getting married to uh, at Windsor Castle. So, so Eugenie? Eugenie, I think is name. Eugenie. Um, I tell you what, is it, so is that one of his wishes? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it could I'd like to be a royal. Yeah, I'd like to marry Eugenie. <laughs> um, so I, I, I mean, one of the things is, I mean, is she actually? Yeah, she is a member of the royal family, but she wasn't getting involved in any royal duties, as far as I'm aware. But she's had a great wedding, actually. She had a great wedding. The only royal duties I can think that she's attended recently have been other royal weddings. Which I don't really think makes the most worthy candidate of having the taxpayer paying for There's a wedding. There's still a lot of celebrities there and stuff, weren't there? Mm. It's a bit... Yeah. We did a we did a thing in um, one podcast, didn't we, about the people who'd been to Prince William's wedding, I think. Yeah. And do you know who went to Princess Eugenie's wedding? Jimmy Carr. Oh, right, okay. Uh, for some unknown reason. I don't know why. It was material, isn't it, probably, if anything? It could be, yeah. Robbie Williams went. I Robbie Williams, that. yeah. I mentioned him, I think, a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Um. um so, and obviously... Meghan Markle was wearing some kind of loose clothes, I believe, because mm-hmm. she is pregnant. Oh, yes. And it was announced, weren't it, a couple it of days It was announced, after. yeah. So we're expecting another baby. Um, yeah. He's going to be, he or she will be, what, sixth in line to the throne? Is that right? I think so, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, swiftly moving on then. Uh, Doctor Who was in Sheffield. Did you see yeah. this? I didn't watch it, though. I, I know it was in, uh, that was in, uh, he was in, she was in Sheffield. It is a she now, yeah. Uh, Jodie Whittaker, yeah. Skelmanthorpe, yeah. not too far away from where we podcast. From Huddersfield, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to see some of the Sheffield sites on the uh, on, on the episode. Pond Street bus station. Yeah, I noticed they were on a crane as well. I wondered if that was filmed in Sheffield. <laughs> it could have, could have been, yeah. Sure, <laughs> a crane anywhere, though. Might be those two ones that you see on the motorway that have got lights yeah. on at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. And was a lot it, was of, it lot any of people, good? I, well, I, I, well, to be fair, I've only seen kind of local media and lots of people locally saying, oh, great, 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 because obviously we're in Sheffield, so that's what we're going to see a lot of. But um, I think outside of that, it has actually still gone down very, very well. Oh, a lot of people liking the new Doctor as well. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good to hear. Um, I mean, I was a bit reticent at times to start with. I mean, I really, really did not want to watch an episode of Doctor Who that featured Bradley Walsh acting in it. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, a lot of people was, have was been... Was the beast with him? Oh, imagine that. It'd make, it'd make a great baddie, wouldn't he? It would do. But I think a lot of people were reluctant to watch it because there's a female Doctor. 
Yeah. What difference does it make? Who cares? Yeah. It's not exactly the same. In fact, it was it was actually I did watch a bit of the episode and uh, the doctor herself didn't know she was a female until somebody else told her. Really? Oh, right. Because obviously they regenerate, don't they? Yeah. You'd have to, so. you'd have to be a bit absent-minded to not realise that yeah. you're a, you've got certain <laughs> anatomical parts that a, a male used to have, surely. Yeah. Um, um, I noticed but, you've regenerated Fisher today. And <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> well, funny you should mention that. Um, <laughs> but my favourite bit of TV, actually, in the last few weeks uh, has got to be Celebrity Bargain Hunt. Oh, okay. Now, did you watch this? I didn't, but I've heard that Jarvis Cocker was on it. But Jarvis Cocker was on it. It was uh, an episode Pulp versus the Happy Mondays okay. with uh, with Bez at the Happy Mondays. And Rowetta, who was on X Factor Series 1, I think, and back in singer for the Happy Mondays. So they were on it in, in one team, and Jarvis Cocker and someone else from Pulp playing against them uh, each other. And you ever watched, ever watched Bargain Hunt? Uh Yes, I've watched it. Um, when it was, it used to be David Dickinson years ago, didn't it? Yes, David Dickinson, then Tim Bollicott, and then someone else now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the original uh, title for the program was going to be Antique Hunt, but um, the slight problem was trying to say that was a bit difficult <laughs> at times and didn't go down very well, so he went for Bargain Hunt instead. <laughs> a bit cleaner because it's daytime TV. Yeah. Um, and Bez won by eight, he made eight pounds profit from his things that he'd, he'd bought uh, at the car book sale and sold at auction. Did he? But then. All right. They realised that his girlfriend had bidded for the items and cheated, and she bought both the items. So really? she elevated him to the eight-pound profit. You're twisting me, Melon Man. Oh. I'm telling the truth. Uh, that is that is that is that what that is what happened. They had to reshoot the end of the program. How bad is that? You cheat on celebrity bargain on. <laughs> it is really. I mean, it's out of all the out of all the terrible things you can do. It's probably not the worst thing, but it must be a bit embarrassing. It must be. I mean, when it comes to sort of like reality TV programs like that, um, did you watch The Circle? No, I didn't, but I've heard about it. It's it's like, is it a bit like, almost a bit like Big Brother, but online? Yes, you don't actually reveal who you are. So you can actually pretend to be someone who you're not and have your own online profile. Say, for example, us two were two um, elegant, sophisticated, intelligent, um, 30-something males who are humorous and... Um, very attractive. We could say that, could we? We could say that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and people might not twig um, as, as to what we really are. Um, but you can build your own online profile and you communicate with each other and basically you vote people off depending on who you want to win, but within your online community. Mm-hmm. And it was won by someone who I think was pretending to be a girl even though it was a man. And you just sort of think that, is the whole point of this sort of showing that it's very easy to build fake online profiles and <laughs> the best thing to be online is sort of lying about who you are. Right, okay. Which I don't think was a very good thing, particularly with various things to do with internet security and um, grooming people and all that sort of stuff. I'm not quite sure. I thought it was a, a very comfortable program to watch. Um, I, mean, if, I mean... And the, the people that are lying doing pretty well on it as well, are they? I think the person, the, 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 the winner was a liar, basically, right. which I don't think is very good. <laughs> not a very good message to put out there. I mean, it, when it comes to reality TV programs, I mean, the only one I really like is um, that one where the contestants um, all try and sort of sleep with each other and uh, they try and kiss and sort of get in relationships and what have you. What's it called? Oh, um, it's uh, Love Island, isn't it? Uh, oh, no, uh, Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Well, that's uh, Sean Walsh, isn't it? Sean Walsh, yeah. Um, comedian, and he's uh, he's been kissing his dance partner, well, Katia Jones. I mean, there's a bit of an argument in there. I mean, I heard... Sean Walsh was saying that apparently it was her coming on to him, but, you know, it takes two to tango. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was noticeable that she's not always been like this because she didn't start snogging head balls when she danced with (laughs) them, did she? (laughs) So, but I don't think it's very good. And the curse of Strictly strikes again. Um, So that's not really very good from their um, point of view. And you can't talk about dancing, can you? Without talking about Theresa May. 
Oh, she's been at it again, hasn't she? Yeah. This time it was at a party conference, wasn't it? Sorry, party conference. Dancing away. Um, it's it's getting a bit old, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they, they thought, I'll tell you what, shall we highlight all the good things that this Tory government has done? And they said, actually, no, we haven't done any, have we? <laughs> so let's, let's bring Theresa May out dancing to Dancing <laughs> Queen, you know. Shall we talk about the 4.1 million children that are living in poverty? No, of course we'll not. We'll just have a dancing instead. Shall we talk about Brexit and how we're doing a good job on it? No, because we're not. Let's just have a dancing. Not not really very good, is it? No, not really. Um, and then, you know, also, that also isn't very good. Yeah. They have data breach. So if you use the app for the Tory party conference, you could just type your email address in there and log straight into it. So loads of people were able to access Boris Johnson's telephone number and rang him up and started abusing him. <laughs> what a shame that is, eh? I mean, <laughs> we should have more data breaches. We should have more data breaches. But at least, at least they're not going on about, say, for example, the way to solve the Irish border problems is using technology. <laughs> oh, no, wait, that's exactly what they are doing, isn't it? <laughs> but never mind. Um... But has anything else been catching your eye in the news recently? Well, there was the old um, the, the mascot getting punched, which um, you know. Oh yes. This uh, yeah. obviously being a be, be, knowing a football mascot quite well as I do, because I know uh, you you know I know yeah a football mascot. I know you're I know you're close friends with the football mascot. I am close friends with two football mascots. Really? Yes, two. One of them being Barney Owl, yeah. and one of them being um, Aussie Owl. Yeah. Um, and they're very, mascots for Sheffield Wednesday. They are mascots for Sheffield Wednesday now. I have... Um... And, and they're that bad of mascots that you need two of them. Is that true? <laughs> well, or they're, they're that good, it's double trouble. Speaking to these mascots, they do uh, see a lot of foot, uh, a lot of boxers at the match because at half-time, sometimes they get local boxers out to come and do the half-time sort of draw that they do and then they'd say a bit about an upcoming fight that they've got and all that kind of thing. All right, yeah. Now, it was on the it was on something the other day, wasn't it? Uh, is it Dion, Dion... How do you say his name? Deontay? Uh, Deontay yeah. Wilder, I think. Wilder, yeah. Yeah. Punched a mascot on live TV. On live TV in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and said he didn't, or somebody said. No, well, I think he injured the mascot, was the thing. And um, it was alleged by someone that he might not have known <laughs> that there was a man stood inside, or man or woman stood inside the mascot costume. But there's something nice about that that <laughs> that the magic's still there for yeah. Deontay Wilder. <laughs> yeah. You know, that he still believes that, that inside the mascot. Is well, there is no inside. Mate. Yeah. It's it's an actual real thing. Yeah, but do you know what he said? But why though? would you punch it? <laughs> well, do you know? Do you know what he said though? Go on. He was quite quick to confirm that he definitely knew there was someone inside it. <laughs> so he punched someone full pelt, knowing full well there was someone inside what it. What was it? Was it? It was a. It was a. Uh, it was. It was in Mexico. I'm not sure if it was dressed as a. Was it like a drink or something? It could it have like been. A big, yeah. Big thing, weren't it? But yeah. Um, I, I can't remember who the, who, the, who the sorry who was the mascot for, but he apologised to this uh, person we referred to as a brave, uh, brave mascot, um, and said that. If he's if he's available and if he's recovered, then he can definitely come to his fight on the first of December at wherever his fight's going to be. Um, we just thought, well, I hope you're not bringing him there in case your opponent drops out, <laughs> and you're just going to punch him again. <laughs> um, and I mean, do, all... do, do you know I'd like to see punched? Come on. Frank Bruno, because uh... he didn't respond to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that could have been one of our features. Yeah. Frank Bruno, we line up a, a, a sort of a load of mascots, load and, of you mascots can... and he chooses which one he can punch. Yeah, It'd be great, great television. Um, also, just I think we'll oh, we've got time for one one more news story. I think. Should we talk about gay cakes? Go on then. Why not? Gay cakes. Uh, two uh, gay person or someone wants to buy a cake. This is new in from quite a long time ago, isn't it? But yeah, it's dragged on for quite a while, hasn't it's it? Dragged on. Yeah, someone wants to buy a cake for thirty-five quid. Mm. 
and uh, it had got a, a slogan supporting gay marriage, I think. And two people owned a Christian bakery said, we don't want to make your cake, unfortunately, mm. because of the message that's on there. Mm. Uh, do you know how much legal fees have been incurred by both sides? About £450,000. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a lot for a 36-pound 30, cake, isn't it? I mean, you'd have thought maybe that money could have been used to maybe try and give food to people who are homeless and who are struggling for food. But instead, we've given it to some solicitors to work out whether or not someone should make a cake or not. So they, they Which made, is a bit of a waste, so isn't it? Was it that they were refusing to sell a cake to a gay couple? Is that the story? Uh, no, no. Specifically, they wanted a cake, but they wanted a slogan icing. Uh, they wanted it personalising. Uh, I think there were some characters from Zippy or something like that, and they, they put a slogan on there saying we support gay marriage or something like that. Because and there was another story not long ago, weren't there? This is probably what I'm getting mixed up with. There was a new story from quite a while ago where a cake maker wouldn't make a cake for a gay couple who'd put an order in for a wedding cake or something like uh, that. Could well have been. And I think they refused, so maybe it was a bit of a, a stand against that. So who was it who was... Was it the makers of Zippy and Rainbow or something like that that were going against that? What was it? I oh, know it was just the people on the bakery who, who <laughs> disagreed with the gay marriage and didn't want to promote oh, it and right, didn't want right, to right. make the cake from. Um, so I just thought it was a bit, a, a bit of a waste of money, really. Mm. Do you not think? Was it a fairy cake? Uh, oh, hang on. <laughs> and that's the end of this uh, of today's <laughs> podcast. But uh, there's one final story, I think, uh, and that has to go to, talking about people who are a bit elusive, Banksy. Yes. And, and he could well be stood anyway. He could be stood inside the mascot costume that's just been punched by the Tony Wilder. Um, no one knows who he is, but he has made a bit of artwork. Yes, he did. Did you see this? I did. Uh, and it's, as soon as it sold, yep. the frame that it was in sort of, activated and turned into a shredder yeah. and it shredded the artwork. Yeah. How how is that possible? I presume he must have integrated it into the um into the artwork before it was put on auction and no one noticed. But but, but wouldn't it have been on auction for quite a while? Was it, would it is it a piece of art that's been around for quite a long time? I think so, yeah. But I don't so, I don't know how closely people inspect it. You probably can't touch it and feel it, can you? Because you might damage mm-hmm. it, so just have to look at it. Actually do you think it was Bezza's girlfriend who bought it at auction? <laughs> it, and it destroyed in front of us. She goes, oh, I'm skin. I've bought like I spent a million pounds on that bank. So you've had to give me eight quid back that we were on bargain on. Okay, so Fisher, it is National Curry Week. Okay, um, on Monday. On yeah. you said you had a curry tonight. Uh, I did. I had a curry tonight, and guess, guess what I had left last night as well? Uh, go on. A curry. A curry, okay. Yeah. Twice in a row, any reason for that? Yeah, it was bound to get on free, as <laughs> you could You could leave it a day in between <laughs> eating one. Well, that means, that, well, I don't know. I mean, that means I have to go as twice on. Was it the same curry or different flavour? Uh, it was uh, chicken tikka masala one night and chicken korma the other night. All right, fair enough. So I'm not into my hot curries, put it that way. No, I'm not into kormas. No, what yeah. was the first one again? Chicken tikka masala. Ah, that's not so bad. Yeah. Well, anyway. Are you more of a vindaloo and um, no, madras no, kind of person? No, I'm in the middle. I'm right. in the middle, yeah. Anyway, it's for sure. Cumin, take a seat. Hey. And it's... Uh, <laughs> It's time for our our curry-themed quiz now, because it is National Curry Week. We need to do something about it, because I love curry, and we love beer, and beer and curry tends to go pretty well together, so we've got to talk about curry now. We've done a bit about beer in the past, haven't we, sir? So. Yeah, I mean, we should have bought some, like, Kingfisher or some Cobra or... Yeah, we should have, really. That's the curry best. Curry beer. Yeah. So, okay, are we ready then? So, your quiz then starts uh, with this one. There are more curry houses in London than there are in Mumbai. True or false? Oh, well, that's... Uh, mm. Well, there's a lot of people live in Mumbai, but do people go out for things to eat? Or is your curries more likely to be cooked inside and at home? Well, apparently send their mum out to buy them. All right, okay. Mumbai. Mumbai. Hey. <laughs> so they're there. 
Uh, th- that, that joke is so much easier to do now. Maybe I should stand up in front of your uh, cricket audience. Oh, they wouldn't like that, to be honest. I, mean, yeah, <laughs> but, um, um, I suppose you can tell that joke now. It's changed its name from Bombay to Mumbai. Yeah. Because it wouldn't make any sense before, and so <laughs> I'm glad, glad the name changed. Um, so I think because people probably go out for a curry uh, in London, as well, they probably make it at home in Mumbai. It'd be London that's got more curry houses. You would be correct. Well done, yeah. That is correct, yeah. There's loads and loads, and there's there's thousands and thousands and thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, in actual fact, there's more um curry houses in London than there is in Mumbai and Delhi combined. All right. So there you go. Uh, do you know if there's any delis in Delhi? <laughs> there might be. I imagine yeah. there could be. Um. Anyway, where was the chicken tikka masala invented? Oh, it was in the UK. A Pune, which is right. in India. Yeah. Uh, B New Delhi. Yeah, just mentioned. Or C, Birmingham. Birmingham. I think it was in Birmingham. It was. You already uh, said it was in the UK. Yeah, so I, I remember this. seeing that. Um, was that written on the back of your tikka masala yesterday? Yeah, I was reading uh, today. My tikka masala. Yeah. Made in Birmingham. That's uh, if, if I'm going to eat something, I, I I insist that I find out where it's from in the first place. But um, I think it was invented uh, by some. Uh, uh, British people with Indian heritage in uh, in Birmingham, yeah. Correct, yeah. I mean, I was going to look up a bit more information on that, but we're short of time, so I thought, yeah, but it is. It is. It was invented in Birmingham, and I yeah. think it's because they used to. Um, I think curry originally a lot of it does does sort of originate from the UK and from the British Empire, doesn't it? Because it was about yeah. how they keep food fresh, and obviously when when they couldn't refrigerate things and they were traveling the world and yeah. Was it preserved in the spices? Preserved in spices and yeah, there you invading go. Invading other countries. We'll just let's admit it. That's what yeah. we did. We we're just helping them out, and you know, that's what colonising them. Anyway, uh, next number three. Are there more Indian restaurants or Chinese restaurants in the UK? Um, well, they're probably the two most popular types of foreign restaurants, aren't they? So I'd, I'd have thought there'd be more Indian restaurants than there would be uh, Indian Chinese restaurants or would be Italian restaurants or anything like that. But which one's got more? I would have thought. I don't know if there's a lot of... Ch- Does this include takeaways as well? Uh, and late nights, joints, or is it more sit-down my places? My facts just say restaurants. Restaurants, okay. I think that particularly because in certain student areas, there's large sort of Chinese populations and communities, I think it will be more Chinese restaurants. Oh, more Indians. Two to one. Uh, to the, so for every uh, two... Every one Chinese takeaway, or sorry, restaurant, there are two Indian restaurants. Really? Apparently. That's the sort of ratios that you're looking at. Number four, then, we're getting through these pretty quickly now. Um, the largest curry in the UK was made by a, she- a UK chef, Abdul Salam, in 2005, and weighed how much? Was it A, 2.6 tonnes, B, 5.7 tonnes, or C, 10.3 tonnes? Well, largest curry in the UK, and it was eaten by Eamon Holmes, wasn't it, if you remember that uh, reality TV programme? That's right, and my next question is... Eamon Holmes, in 2005, did the world's largest shite. <laughs> <laughs> True or false, yeah. Um, uh, so, there's what, 2.7 tonnes, 5.7 tonnes, and 10.7 tonnes. So, it goes without saying, all of those curries are quite big, aren't they? So, I, I would suspect that you'd... All you're really constrained by is how big a container can you make it in, surely. So, I think you probably have to make it in sort of some kind of enormous skip, um, or something like that. So, I, I don't see why you couldn't make a curry that was... 10 tonnes. So I think it's going to be 10, 10 point something tonnes. Well done, yeah. 10.3 tonnes was the uh, largest curry ever made, and that was in 2005. Yep. And a UK chef made that. What was the actual point of it, though? I- I'm not sure. Just um, to make a massive curry. Yeah. All right, well, it means a bit like this with a gay cake, isn't it? I mean, you know, 
<laughs> when he's doing that, is he actually going to do something useful with it? Is I he wonder how and... much of it was actually eaten. Or... Yeah. Is he going to like give it to people who need it, or is he just going to just make it and, <laughs> and, and pour it down the, the UK's largest sink? <laughs> Number five, which celebrity is reported to have eaten three curries a day for a month? It's not Eamon Holmes. Yeah. A, Lady Gaga, B, Wayne Rooney, or C, Boy George? Right, okay. Well, I don't really see why it'd be Lady Gaga. Isn't she, isn't she a vegan or vegetarian? Could be, but there are well, you can, vegan you and vegetarian yeah, curries. Yeah, of course you can, yeah. Um, Wayne Rooney, in his younger years, I know he was known to have a very unhealthy diet and ate a lot of fast food and stuff yeah. when he was playing for Everton in particular. And he um, likes his nans. He likes... <laughs> he does indeed, yes. Um... Uh, Boy George, is there any reason why he'd eat curries? Um, he was in the culture club, and obviously cult- that's part of the British culture nowadays, isn't it? Having curries. Yeah, he likes a coma, 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 coma. <laughs> uh, so, is it- so did he just put in Boy George and <laughs> Wayne Rooney to make those two jokes? At which point it might be late. And he didn't say a joke about Lady Gaga, so I think it's probably her. Oh. I should have waited till the end. Yeah. Yeah, it was Lady Gaga. Apparently, she she did it as part of a diet or sort of routine thing. But it was a, I think it was her sort of team or managers that stepped in and said, "You can't carry on doing this because you stink." <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, they they stopped her from doing it. And, uh, but apparently, it, it took Hollywood by storm this diet because it was quite good. Apparently, I, I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I don't know if it had worked for me if I sat down and had a curry every. Se- I mean, well, you've started. You've had you've had two, two two in two days. Two in two days. So if you step that up a little bit, you can be getting to. Three in a day. Well, I'm not going to have curry for breakfast, though, Adam. That's not <laughs> well, quite going to work. Sounds what like Lady Gaga did. Anyway, um, the record for the tallest tower of Poppadoms was broken. <laughs> was broken, probably. <laughs> Poppadoms always break. That's the whole point. In Northampton, when they managed to stack 1,280 Poppadoms, roughly, which of these people would that tower of Poppadoms be equivalent to? <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. A, Madonna. Right. B, Peter Crouch. Yeah. Or C, me, Jimbo. Right, okay. Uh, well, you're you're not as tall as Pete Crouch. I can confirm that. Um, <laughs> is anybody? I, yeah, well, not yeah, Stephen Fry, and maybe. I, I thought I'd mention Peter Crouch um, because... Um, he's got his own podcast as well, hasn't he? He has got his own podcast, and straight away he's been getting airtime on, what is it, the Graham Norton show? Yeah, or another one. Jonathan Ross and stuff like that. That's yeah. not fair. And I only met Peter Crouch not so long ago. What? When I was working with my friends, yeah. Ozzy and Barney Owl. Right, okay. Well, uh, who didn't get punched in the face. Right, okay. Uh, did, did Peter Crouch like sort of knee them in the face because he's that tall? <laughs> he couldn't, couldn't quite reach down to punch them. Was that a problem? Um, so, if you don't mind me asking how tall he was, what, four foot? Um, me? Not, yeah. You cheeky. Yeah, probably about five, five foot seven, something like that. Five well, I can, obviously, I can reach this microphone stand, so yeah. um, and we all sat down. Uh, yeah. Um, so, Madonna, yeah, Peter Crouch, I or think me? Is Madonna probably a bit taller than you, isn't she? I would have thought. I'm going to say I'm going to say you. I'm going to say me. Yeah. You will be correct, yes. Was that the whole point of building it? In a, in a homage to yourself? That's what it was, yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. So, um, but I did mention Madonna because Madonna and Guy Ritchie apparently um, very, very, when they were going out, obviously they're not together anymore, when they were an item, they were very, very keen on curry. They used to go out for a lot of Indian food and so on. Um, they used to start a meal with two poppadoms each. <laughs> Uh, anyway, do you think Madonna went to uh, India and just bought loads of curry back with her, even though she probably wasn't meant to, and the curry might have preferred to stay at home? (laughs) 
So that was your uh, curry quiz. Very whistle-stop curry quiz. You did pretty well on that fish, yeah, didn't you? Thank you. So was the whole point of that curry quiz then, just to do the two popper doms each pretty much, joke yeah. at the end of it? Yeah, yeah but okay. it is National Curry Week. So. Oh, yeah, that's very good. Yeah. We're, we're promoting that. Um, so I've got a bit of a quiz to do with... Um, obviously, we saw this with the mascot getting punched, a bit of a sports injury. And also... Uh, I, I happened upon a story the other day. I'll not tell you what I was Googling to get to this. Um, <laughs> but a New Zealand rugby league uh, rugby player. I'm not sure it was rugby league or rugby union, actually. Rugby union. This uh, is not about the uh, New Zealand uh, badminton team again, is it? Uh, it is not. It is not. Uh, do you want to do you want to mention the New Zealand badminton team? Well, just because I think it was you. You once mentioned that uh, the New Zealand uh, rugby team are called the All Blacks. Yes. Um, uh, the cricket team are called the Black Caps. Black Caps. Um, and it was suggested at one point that the badminton team were going to be called the Black Cocks. <laughs> <laughs> because we were shuttlecocks, of course. Yes, obviously, yes. Why didn't they go with that name? Uh, I, I don't think they're allowed to, funnily <laughs> enough. Um, so, uh, there was a New Zealand rugby player called Jonah Nareki, um, who played a game of rugby in spite of the fact that he smashed a testicle. Uh, obviously, this is quite an unusual injury, and he had to go off. Uh, he, had to, he had to get... He was injured, so he had to go off. Uh, we then came back on the pitch. Oh, with magic sponge these days. <laughs> yeah, but put a bit of spray on it, it'll be fine. Um, he then actually came back onto the pitch because someone else was injured. He said, oh, I'm, I'm in better shape than they are. Did you say smashed a testicle? Smashed his testicle, yeah. It was ruptured. Um, in his, his own words, it was just a direct direct blow on the bullseye. <laughs> um, so he came off and then went back on. And good on him. Uh, but I thought we'd maybe have a few questions about some bizarre sports injuries that have occurred over the years. Okay. Albeit, hopefully, nothing quite as painful as uh, having a ruptured testicle. Have you ever had any uh, bizarre sports injuries? No, all three of my testicles are fine. <laughs> um, I, I, not particularly, no. Not that I can think of. I once, uh, as a as a, a, a junior player, probably, mm-hmm. what, 14, playing football? I once, on the the day of training, we used to train on a Saturday and play on a Sunday, and on mm. the day of training, I was tying my shoelace mm. and pulled a muscle in my neck. Really? And then I couldn't play the next day. Nice. I could only, I could only, I couldn't move my neck at all, hardly. Yeah. Strange injury, there you go. Yeah, not very good. Mm. Uh, well, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, that was going to be the first question. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the first question, uh, Dave Besant, the former goalkeeper, remember him, think he played for Wimbledon and Chelsea? I've met him. Oh, it's when you haven't met. I have met, and going back to my junior years uh, yeah. playing football, we were, we used to have football tournaments in Fleetwood. Oh, right. Um, okay. And I met Dave Besant. Right. No, I didn't. Oh, right. <laughs> Who are you thinking of? Do you think of Dave Bassett? I met Dave Bassett. <laughs> You could let me just explain. And did you get confused between Dave Bassett and Bertie Bassett, the sweet person? That's who I thought I met. Oh man, no, I'm only joking. Made of licorice. <laughs> um, no, um, no, it was his wife Dolly I met. No, I'm only <laughs> uh, it, no, it was. It wasn't Dave Bassett. It was Dave Bassett. I met, yep. not Dave Bessant. There is something about Dave Bessant in my family history. This is strange. Oh, God. I'm not messing. <laughs> Apparently, he bought. He he bought. Or someone in his family, or something. He bought my grand's old house in London, or something oh, right, like okay. that. Oh. And, and, and my grand who phoned the podcast. Like oh, right, okay. Starred on this podcast before. Perhaps that's what she's ringing to tell us. Possibly. Yeah, Dave Besson's been around again. Wants to buy me. Wants to buy me house even though I moved to Sheffield. Did I tell you it was a seventieth wedding uh, anniversary, 60th wedding anniversary? Not long ago. Uh, you did, podcast. yeah. Did yeah. mention that. Um, but the other reason I got mixed up with that, I'm sorry, I'm uh, eating into your quiz here. Mm-hmm. The other reason I got mixed up is because I also at the same sort of. Um, tournament but a few years later or before i met um the england goalkeeper one of the most famous england goalkeepers of all time david seaman no not david seaman peter shilton peter shilton well done i I knew who it was yeah 
<laughs> I just come his, his name escaped me, but I met I did meet Peter Shilton, so I've met Peter Shilton and Dave Bassett. Right. Not Dave Bassett. But not the person I asked the question about. No, go on no. then. You've met someone with, with the same initials. Are we so- gonna cut all that out? No, no, keep it in, keep it in. <laughs> you've met someone with the same initials and someone else who also happens to be a goalkeeper. Yeah. So you've pretty you're pretty much best mates with him, aren't you? <laughs> so Dave Bassett, former goalkeeper, I think he played for Chelsea and Wimbledon. Uh what injury did he get? Was it because what did it was did somebody confuse him with <laughs> yeah. Dave Bassett and he got the wrong medical treatment at the hospital or something? Uh, funnily enough, that is exactly right. <laughs> um, did he drop a bottle of salad cream and try and catch it with a foot, but he damaged a tendon and had to miss a few months of the season? Or was he changing light bulb in the kitchen and he stood on the electric hob and burnt his foot? Right. Well, I think I've heard this before, and um, we've talked about. Um, businesses and organisations changing their name, and Salad Cream uh, tried to do this uh, we recently have, yes. into Sandwich Cream, didn't they? And they yeah. they 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 went back on it, didn't they? they did a U-turn. They, they've continued as Salad Cream, and they even made an advert to point out that they've been listening to everyone, and they made a bit of a parody advert, didn't they? And oh, right. keeping it as Salad Cream. But I'm sure it was heard... Dave Besant in there was smashing <laughs> a bottle on his foot. Well, it's an ad- it's a great advert for you, isn't yeah. it? But I mean, dropping something as a goalkeeper. That's, Could that tends to make it not believable, but I'm, I've heard, I'm sure I've heard this before, so I'm going to go with the salad cream one. And you would be correct. It would be really weird if I thought I'd heard it before, but it turns out I hadn't. Well, I, I, I've not I've, I've not heard of that until I was sort of looking for unusual injuries. But what I, what I had heard was that a former Spanish goalkeeper missed the World Cup one year because he dropped a bottle of expensive aftershave and tried to catch it on his foot. And it smashed on his foot, and he got shards of glass stuck in his foot. But at least his foot smelled nice. His, his foot no, don't smell very nice. Whereas with Dave, Dave Besson, you know, he's supposed to put sour cream on his sandwich. You <laughs> <laughs> think a vegetarian came and ate his foot afterwards. <laughs> um, but there we go. So uh, another goalkeeper, uh, Richard Wright, used to play for Ipswich and Everton as well, I think. Um, what happened to him? Was it that in a training game, he accidentally headed the goalpost and gave himself a concussion? Or in a pre-game warm-up, did he was he warming up in the net and fell over a sign saying "Do not warm up in the net"? Okay, um, I think the uh, the the one about headbutting a post can be quite realistic for goalkeepers, hmm. um, whether they're training or not. When they're training, they still got to dive about everywhere, haven't they? Um, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the second one that he tripped over a sign that said "Don't warm up in the net." Okay, and you'll be correct. It was just before a game, and he had to be sort of substitute before the game started because he twisted his ankle. Oh, by the way, I've met Richard Wright. Oh, of course you have, yeah. Oh no, it was he. It was it was Ian Wright. Ian Wright. So, no, I'm joking. I didn't really. Go on. Then. Um, Brian Robson, another football player. Um, I've met him. Yeah, f- oh, we used to be Sheffield United manager, didn't you? So. Oh no, yeah. it weren't him. You think of Bobby Robson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> you think of Robson Green? <laughs> um, so ahead of the 1990 World Cup, he tried to get Gaza out of bed. So he tipped the bed up, Gazza rolled out of bed, and he dropped the bed on his toe and injured himself. Or Well, that's not going to affect him, is it? He didn't have to play. Well, this is when he was a player, not manager. Who? Brian Robson. Oh, Brian. Not Bobby Robson. God, <laughs> Bennett. Right. Must listen harder. Yeah. So Brian Robson, the former footballer, used to play with Gazza. Did he try and tip Gazza out of bed? Gazza rolled out of bed and they dropped the bed and it landed on his foot. Or was he on a night out prior to Euro 1988? When he was in a drinking competition, and after he won it, he kicked a pint glass when he finished, but he was wearing sandals and cut his foot open. Well, he's known for liking a drink, isn't he? Uh, allegedly. Um, Gazza or well, Brian both, Robson. Both. Right. But we're talking about Brian Robson's injury here, aren't we? Yes. Um, so I think I'm... I, I, I think I'm going to... It does sound like a... 
Let's go with the tipping Gaza out of bed. Because anything involving Gaza could be plausible. Exactly, yeah. Yes, you are right again. (laughs) Um, He could have just tried to tempt him out of bed with uh, (laughs) a a fishing rod and some chicken nuggets (laughs) or whatever it were. He could have done, yeah. Um, uh, Do you think Gaza's alarm clock went off playing fog on the tide is all mine, all mine, and... Couldn't quite jump out of bed. Uh, so Kim Kleister's tennis player, a Belgian tennis player. Not sure if you're uh, aware of her. Uh, quite good. Won, won a fair, fair few major tournaments. I think was world ranked number one previously. You uh, know what, Fisher? I think I've... Uh, I mean, I'll stop doing that now. <laughs> the amount of times you've met Belgian tennis players, Jimbo, it's unbelievable, <laughs> isn't it? Um, so what caused her to be injured? Was she walking back to her chair? Was it Was it uh, an upset umpire? <laughs> that had refused her a drink of coffee? Uh, I, it wasn't, no, it wasn't at all. I'm trying to tee you up for your joke that we ruined there a few seconds ago. Of course, the fall and rise of the Roman umpire. No, yeah. never mind. Um, Kim Kleister, was she walking back to her chair after a game and she fell over a tennis ball and hit her head on the chair and had to retire from the match? Or, at a family wedding, she twisted her ankle and was hobbling off the dance floor and someone trod on her foot? <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that she had to miss some tennis matches. Um... Okay, on, on this occasion, I'm going to go for the non-tennis one and say, that, because it's bizarre injuries. I mean, they're both bizarre, but we'll yeah. go for the non-tennis one. Let's say that it was that the wedding one. Twist her ankle at family yeah. wedding. You are correct. Okay. Okay. Um, now, next one, Kirk Broadfoot. Uh, presuming someone with very broad feet. Um, but he's a, he, a football player who used to play for Rangers, I believe. Um, how did he injure himself in unusual circumstances? Was he playing swing ball at a garden party when his opponent's racket flew out of his hand and hit him in the face, breaking his nose? Or was he microwaving some poached eggs and when he opened the microwave door, an egg exploded all over his face? And thus he ended up with egg on his face. Both can be very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, swing ball can, you know... I mean, if you're throwing bats at each other, it's dangerous anyway, but swing yeah. ball can be quite a dangerous uh, garden activity. It is, yeah, it can be pretty lethal. If, you want to be, if you're playing that, you want to be the right-hander one, don't you? Unless yeah. It's a perfect game if you've got a right and left-hander, but... Because you don't want to be playing on your backhand. Um, the egg one. And the, and the swing ball bats are heavy. I, 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 I've not got much experience in cooking. They are heavy bats, so swing, yeah. but I'm not experienced much in cooking eggs, particularly microwaves and so on. So I don't I don't know what. Uh, I, I I I wouldn't know if, if what, what the likelihood of that is happening and then landing on your face. So I'm going to go with the first one. The swing, swing ball bat. Ball, f- yeah. You'll be wrong. Oh. He was poaching an egg. In the microwave, opened it up, and it exploded in his face. He should have done it in a saucepan, really, shouldn't he? Yeah. Mate, swirl it, swirl it round to get a little vortex thing. Drop your egg in, and it'll stay in the swirl. Nice poached egg. As I said, it's not something I'm, uh, I'm oh, very, very good at. It's not something I eat. So. Never, never, never poached an egg. Now, Darren Fletcher, former Man United player, know him? Yes, I do. Um, Man United, I think, went to West Brom afterwards or something. Yeah, like Scotland, that, so. Scotland, uh, Scotland captain at one point, maybe yes, possibly. Yeah, I believe so. How did he injure himself? Did he pull his hamstring whilst racing on a space hopper against Michael Carrick <laughs> and he ended up missing a Scotland match? Or did he go to the toilet, but the toilet door fell off its hinges and hit him on the head and cut his head open? Okay. Um, both very unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the idea of them racing on the space hopper, um, mm. but is it is it true? Darren Fletcher had issues, didn't he, with his with his health? I think and stopped him playing quite a lot of games for Manchester United. I think. I believe so. Yeah, I think he got um, was it Crohn's disease or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, which I don't think affects people's ability to go on space opera, To be fair. No, but you although know, it might might mean if, if, going, if going to the toilet is 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 not 
as e- you know, as easy or as comfortable for, for somebody like that. The last thing you want doing is a toilet door <laughs> <Don't> falling <laughs> yeah. and hitting you on the head almost like... He had to go to a toilet that much that he'd worn the hinges out on the door. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> let's... Let's go for the uh, because I don't want him to have any more issues with the toilet. Let's go. Let's go with the space hopper one. And you'll be wrong. Oh. In a Champions League game against Leon, um, I think it was at Leon. Um, his the toilet door fell off its hinges, rocked backwards, and whacked him on the head basically, and cut his head open. So there we go. Uh, and finally, uh, Joel Zamara was a baseball player. Uh, how did he injure himself? Did he injure his wrist? And he claimed it was done by playing too much Guitar Hero. <laughs> or hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. Or was he playing in an exhibition game in Mexico when it started thundering and he was going out to bat and he got hit and he got struck by lightning because he was worried. I got a metal bat that conducted the lightning. Um, is that something that, that exists in metal bats? Have we covered this in a podcast before? Maybe I don't think so. Metal no. bats? No. Yes. No. no. Or have we just talked about it when you've been rambling on about cricket. Possibly. Uh, I think. Oh, we talked about a cricket bat being made of aluminium once. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um, but that's a, a, a long time ago. Let's go then with. Let's go with the guitar. I want it to be the guitar hero one. Uh, yes, he did have to miss games of baseball because he claimed an injury wrist playing too much guitar hero. That was the last question. Not done too badly there yeah, at all. I think five out of seven, well done. So pretty much time to wrap it up then. I would like to, um, before we finish though, we have got a nice review, Fisher. Have we? Um, which we, 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 I missed for the last podcast because I, I didn't notice it. We, because we, <laughs> we don't get, get so few of them. We, yeah, exactly. We don't get many reviews at all, but uh, I, I completely missed it and then I didn't see it until after the last episode. So this is from Mark Red BFC and I'm, I'm presuming it will be a Barnsley fan because obviously we... We are from the sort of Sheffield, South yep. Yorkshire, Barnsley sort of area. So this is, and this is, this is a, this is a tiny. Uh, I, I, have we mentioned the, sun, the Sunday brunch radio show today? Uh, I think we have. It's on between uh, ten and twelve. <laughs> we yes, don't need we to have. do it again. We mentioned it three times. So a friend of mine, so this is Mark Red, BFC. Uh, a friend of mine told me to listen to Jimbo on a Sunday morning on Radio Penniston, and I've been a fan ever since. Then I heard about this podcast through Twitter. Yeah. And I checked the other day, and actually Twitter has gone up a fair bit in a year. It's gone up from something like 16 to 70-ish. Really? That's not bad. Yeah. You know, say we don't do too much. But anyway, it's quality. You two bounce off each other so well. Can't wait to catch up with the other episodes. Keep them coming. P.S. I attended Fisher's cricket presentation night. It was <laughs> oh, no, I didn't really say that. Um, but no, uh, there you go. So you can leave us reviews, can't you, on uh, on the on the sort of Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Yeah. Leave us ratings and so on. Obviously, we appreciate good ones. And I, I will say to you, if you do leave us a review and a comment, re- letting us know what you think of the show, we will send you something. Now, I don't know what that something's going to be, okay? Now, notice I didn't say to you, you have to leave us a five-star or a one-star or a two-star. The gift that we send you will be appropriate to the star that we receive. Mm. So, if we get a one-star, you know, provide us with your postcode and expect a turd yeah. anytime soon. But, you know, I mean, we, we could send we could, we could send random items, couldn't we? Maybe, yeah. maybe it's not about giving freebies away. Maybe it's just, you know, what have we got on the table today? There's mm. an empty bottle of a raspberry blonde. Yeah. Would, want, would you want that in your house? Signed by us? Probably not, to be fair. Okay. Uh, Talking about our Twitter feed, though, I did notice the other day, I, I went on our Twitter feed, and you know when you go on someone's Twitter, it's got, like, who to follow, sort of similar people? Yeah. 
Say, for example, if you follow one half of a double act, it might give the other half on the Who to Follow. Do you know it has on Who to Follow for the Waste of Web Space podcasts? Um, who's recommended? Well, you're never going to be able to guess, so I'm going to tell you who it is. There's three accounts. One of them is called Success Media Network, and it's it's called, it's the Twitter handle is My Success Media, and it simply says, this is where the success happens. Well, that's, so, that's, that's, that's... I think that's appropriate for us. That's yeah. Tying us into good company. Uh, the next one is Fid Chula. It looks like a looks like a man wearing a bandana, and it just refers to him simply as a hooker with a heart of gold, an assistant <laughs> who's an assistant coach at the Church of Cerebral Kotox, Doogie Howser fan fiction writer, World War Two veteran, hashtag carbonated seaman. Again, and, yeah. again, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. And this is this is, and this is completely genuine. I listen to Adia, and uh, the next one is Jade DSI, whose Twitter handle is DSI Jade. And the DSI stands for Diamond Sports International, which is a sport betting software platform with 20 years in the business. For partnerships, please contact me at jade at betdsi.com. Possibly a future sponsor yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It could be. We've just given them a free advert already. There's online betting been going on 20 years, <laughs> but who knows? Um, so they're the people who, who are associated to us for some bizarre reason. We need to think of somebody to bring on the podcast for the next episode as well. So who have we talked about today? Um, we've mentioned people like Peter Crouch... Yep. Madonna, Banksy, John T. Wilder, Banksy. Is it? It's quite hard to contact Banksy. Imagine if he revealed himself on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> he took out of all the places. All he, those years. Maybe he might just come and graffiti on my uh, kitchen floor or something, and then yeah. and that's all we get out of it. But at least it'd be some sort of response. Hmm. Imagine, I bet, where have we got Bez? What about Jarvis Cocker? I mentioned Jarvis Mentioned Cocker. Cocker. Yeah. Uh, he, he lives away in France quite a lot, though, doesn't Does he? I think. Oh, yeah. okay. There's. Uh, you mentioned David Dickinson. Yeah. There's. Who do we mention? Uh, Darren Fletcher. Yeah. Sporting. Maybe somebody who's had a bad sport injury. Yeah. What about Dave Bessant? He can actually oh. talk about who is he Dave, really is. Is Dave Bessant on Twitter? I don't know. Or, or, <laughs> or if not, we'll just get Dave Bassett. It'll be fine. <laughs> do. Or, or Bertie Bassett. Or Bertie Bassett, yeah. One of them. So we'll go for one of those three. What do we you think? Will. We'll, we'll try his best. If it changes by the next episode, we apologise in advance. Yeah. But we're going to try his best to get one of those on the podcast. Uh, please do get in touch with us. You can tweet us at Waste of Web Space. Or go to our Facebook page, same thing, Waste of Web Space. It's wasteofwebspace.co.uk. Loads of ways for you to get in touch. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Have a good good World Curry Week.